concepts to live can change your life today. I'd like for you to rise as we open our Bibles to the book of Romans. Paul's epistle to the Romans. And uh, chapter 4. I'll begin reading at verse 17. It's good to see Brother Charles Jeffers and Sister Juna Jeffers here today visiting us, visiting us from St. Kitts. Good to see you. And your son, you, you drew him back too from Canada. Sons. So, well, one of your sons, I got him. <laughs> okay. You ready for the reading? Let's begin at verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about an hundred years old. Am I right? Now, let's go a little further. And we'll notice that he had a partner. He was not even considering the fact that Sarah had the deadness of her wound. In other words, childbearing was over. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Shout, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his word. Amen. I've been in this passage many times, but this week the Lord just poured something fresh in my spirit, letting us know what he wants us to know for the now. Is that all right? And so I'm going to ask that you will join me in just saying this with some conviction I'm a believer I didn't hear you take your seat and I will do my best 
to be as thorough as possible. I want to believe by now you are aware that our theme for this year is believing to see in 2023. Believing to see in 2023. We have options. Like somebody told me the other day, I'll do what I want. We have options. You can do what you want. But you also have to deal with the consequences of doing what you want. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Now the world says seeing is believing. But we who are of the faith life, we declare believing is seeing. I don't have to hold it in my hand to believe it. I believe and because of my faith things come into being. Stay with me. Things come into being when we act in faith. It's amazing how we go through life struggling trying to get things done our way or our system or our method. God gives us a method here. God says, just believe me, have faith in me, and you will be able to see what others don't see, what your natural eye cannot see. Thank God for another set of eyes. Because if I were to just be relegated to have only this physical stuff, you and I would be messed up for sure. I mean, we'd have nothing. Look at the world. Look at, look at what you're seeing through your natural eye. Aren't you glad we have another dimension? That we have another option? And that is to see through the eyes of faith. And faith says, I believe what God has said. That it shall come to pass. Amen? So then, our theme is in order. Now, someone looked at the card that I have, uh, that we have prepared, and say, I can't hardly see that. Why didn't you make that? Why didn't that take up the whole card? It's like you really got to, uh, that's right. That's exactly right. That's why it's so small. So that you will not be stuck on what your physical eye is looking for. But your spiritual eye sees into it. Faith is your business with God. Faith is your business with God. Your business with God is through faith. And because we believe all things, say all things. things. Say all things. I'm going to stay here a minute. All things are I said all things. Not just your finances, but all things beyond your finances, beyond what you have just narrowed God down to just do for you when you feel like it. 
because he's doing stuff for you and I when we're not even aware of it. And I'm so glad that what, what I hope you can catch this, that what God is doing for me has already been done. And all I'm doing in life is moving to what he has already done. Don't get ahead of yourself, Lamb. Stay within the realm of the senses that have been heightened by God's word afresh in your spirit. As did Paul, when he was writing to the Romans, he wanted them to understand how God operates. So that's what this, this epistle to the Romans is all about. It's all about understanding how to ascertain from God what he has for us. We call it promise. And if we are faithful, if we are full of faith, we will see what he has promised us. Abraham has been chosen to be the example. Abraham and Sarah. They were chosen to teach us some lessons about the faith life. For we know that faith is the substance of things not seen with the natural eye. Faith is the substance of things not seen with the natural eye. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. Evidence? With what I don't see? Yes. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Because believing is seeing. If you can believe it, you can receive it. If you can believe it, and it's amazing how we can believe for everything else. But believing the promises of God to be just as he said they would be. God has already given us great promises. Many even in our day will say, I can't believe it unless I see it. In fact, two men were walking along and that was the conversation about believing and not just seeing with your natural eye. And listening to someone say, you know, I'm not going to believe that. I can't believe that unless I see it. Haven't you ever heard someone else say, I can't believe unless I can touch it? Hmm? Well, this conversation led to the illustration that I'm going to give you right now. And that is... Look at that light pole over there. What do you see flowing from that pole to the other pole? We call it electric wires. Am I right? He said, now, now, do you see it? He says, yeah, I see the, I see the wire. He said, well, uh, is it because you touched it? No. He said, oh, no, I'm not touching that. Right. Because if I touch it, then it will harm me. Stay with me now. The man said to him, well, 
why don't you look at this? I'm not talking about you touching it. I'm not asking you to climb the pole. What I'm asking what you is to consider, you see the lights. There'd be no lights had there been no wires that were on your poles. Are you listening to me? There are people who say foolish things. We get on a plane. We don't know the pilot. We don't know what his grade point average was when he was studying, preparing for it. But we get on and we actually strap ourselves in. And we sit there and go sleep. When we have no personal contact with the pilot. All we know is somebody is driving this thing. And by the way, if you don't like it, you can't get up and walk out. I'm trying to make it as simple as I can. Faith is not as hard as we make it. Why do we make it so hard when it comes to dealing with our God and receiving what God has already prepared for you and I? Let me tell you something. God is so awesome that he has already done for us before we realize that it is done until we get our phase done. It's still there. All the promise. God doesn't rush around to try to catch something before the last minute. God has already done this. By the way, before you were born, God ordained certain things would be in your life. And it's not just genetic. It's not the, you know, just heredity or hereditary. No, no, no. God deals with us as individuals. And he knew and knows where you would be this morning in 2023. With everything that's going on in our world, God knew you would be here. Yes, Lord. We didn't decide to come. He sent us. Hmm? He sent us because God requires of us to fulfill purpose and destiny. But you can't fulfill it for God without being a believer. You've got to believe in him. You've got to believe in his word. You've got to believe in his promises. You've got to believe in his truth. You've got to believe in his redemptive work. You've got to believe in the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit's work and presence. You and I have to just believe. Why is it so hard for us to believe? You know why? Because the devil knows that if we would believe, we would have such an awesome life. That's why he puts all of this stuff we call doubt and fear. He throws it all in there so that he blocks the whole atmosphere until you begin to doubt what he has already promised is so. Work it out, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we do it 
repeatedly. We do it generationally. We continue to do this. Do we teach our children to become believers? Now we'll teach them a lot of things, but do we teach our children to live the life of faith? To become a faith person? For the just live by faith and not by sight. I don't have to see it to believe it. I believe it to see it. Now you and I know that this is supposed to be, according to biblical numerology, this is supposed to be the year of death. Did you know that? Death. And some folk have already begun to panic. Who will it be in this house? Will it be me? But don't you know there was death last year and the year before that? And until we get this whole business of living in this world over, there will still be death. But death implies various aspects and features of what will be going on in the atmosphere of death. Our very, don't you know, world wars? Don't you know all of this stuff is going on? Don't you know there are threats on levels that you don't even know? Give God some thanks for what we have not gone through. Give God some honor for what we are limited in knowledge about. I want to know everything. No, you don't. You don't want to know everything. But what you ought to know is that you and I are called to be believers. And so, I want you to know that God has given us already great and precious promises that by these we may become partakers of the divine nature. Find that in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. God has given it. God has given us. God has given us. Look at the superlatives here. Exceeding great. Exceeding great. I mean, nobody can do you like God. Exceeding great and precious promises. But it's by these that we become partakers of the divine nature. God, help me to get this through clearly. That God doesn't do for you just because you asked him. He did for you before you asked. So right now, the blessing that God Want you to have is already done. We are so busy trying to make things happen for ourselves until we regulate or relegate God to regulate like we regulate. You can't relegate God like that. God has already done it. And if you're wise, you already praise Him now because it's already done.
Do this, God. No, you'll praise him right now. God knew where you would be right now. God knew what you'd be going through right now. And he still blessed you way ahead of time. Walk into your blessing. Because it's there. So then let's note three things and then I'm, I'm through. What I want you to know is that everything that we do on this planet is done procedurally. It's done by some process. Hmm? It's done by some discipline to acquire, to attain, to possess. We go through some form of a process to make that happen. Some refer to it as provisionalism. Everything requires a process. If we're going to achieve, if we're going to possess, we got to go through some form of process. So I want to talk about the procedure because God is shifting us, moving us all the time, and we don't need, he's positioning us so that we might be in the right place at the right time so that we might receive the right thing. Hmm? God has already begun the process of positioning you. That's the main reason why you are here this morning. That's the main reason why you are still breathing. It's the main reason why, because God has been positioning you. Uh, I mean more than changing your address. God has been conditioning you by circumstances, things that have happened in your life and mine were not meant to destroy us, but to position us. And when we understand that, we will start giving God thanks and praise for whatever we're going through. Because it's just about positioning you so that you will be in the right place at the right time to receive the right thing. God's procedure. We have our procedure. This is God's procedure. God's procedure is that you must believe. Listen to this. All things are possible to him that believeth. I want you to say that out of your own mouth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now this is not meant to be sexist here. It doesn't mean just for the males. It actually is anybody who dares to believe will see possible things. Why? Because faith sees the invisible. Faith brings into being the impossible. And faith will let us enjoy the incredible. Faith, belief, faith, say faith, faith. belief. Faith. It's necessary. We got to be believers. By my stripes you are. 
By my stripes you just might be. Faith says we are healed. Yeah, but you don't know what. No, we are healed. But you don't know what I'm hearing about, but you are healed. Come on, somebody. You are healed. You are healed. Stamped on you is healed. Whatever you're going through, hang in there. God's going to make what he said come to pass. It's about the positioning. <clears throat> There's a big debate today about the difference between faith and belief. Some have taken the time to differentiate between the two to the extent that now they have a doctrine of belief and then they have a doctrine of faith. These are principles. Faith is a principle. Belief is a principle. And while they're arguing, I, I considered a, a couple of them yesterday, and that is, <laughs> someone actually concluded that faith is the spiritual response to God, and belief is the mental response to God. Faith is the spiritual, what's this, what? what? Faith is the spiritual and belief is the mental. Someone concluded, well, there's no difference at all between them. Especially when you think that they are used interchangeably in scripture time and time again so if you're going to try to categorize faith apart from belief then you're creating a problem for yourself that you don't need to create faith someone else has said is my chosen decision to honor God my belief is how I perform it because I want to honor God I believe I got to do this I believe I got to do that I believe I can't do this and I believe I can't do that you understand so I'm listening to all these debates I'm saying Lord help us Jesus Because when you read over in Romans 8, in fact, just turn to in your Bibles right now. You're going to see something. Because what I notice in this full chapter is that six times I find the word belief in these 25 verses. Six times belief. But in the same chapter, I find 10 times faith. Are you staying with me? Yes. Now, 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 they say they're in the, they're in the chapter. And they are not in conflict with each other. 
They do not compete with each other. Hmm? Faith six times, uh, believe six times, faith ten times. Lord have mercy. Six is the number of man. That's everybody. Mankind that takes in females as well. Numbers, watch this now, number six is the number of mankind. Why? Because that's what God created us on the sixth day. Right? Then ten times faith. Faith is testimony. Faith is law. Faith is commandment. And faith is responsibility. Now, if you take it like that, all it's really saying is that in your belief and in your faith is so you get a testimony out of your responsibility. I'm responsible to believe. But I'm also demonstrating my belief by my faith. So let's stop trying to differentiate the two. And let's just thank God that we have the capacity to believe and to have faith. Because then there are those who say that belief is faith. So you see how complicated it can be. Confusing it can be. Now wait a minute because now at the end of the day we are not called to debate the difference between the two or one better than the other or one being more significant than the other. No. Let's just thank God that I can believe. God, I have the capacity to believe you. The great God of heaven, I have the capacity to believe you. And yes, Lord, not only that, but to have faith in you, to trust you, to know that you will do what you promised that you would do. God, I just want to thank you. That's simple enough for me. And that's where I stand today. Abraham believed. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Now that's what righteousness is. Considering not his own body called to do something that has impossible stamped on it in capital letters. You're a hundred years old and you and Sarah going to have a son. And your, what's it now? You and Sarah will have a son. And I'm not talking about some other surrogate. Not that process. Not artificial insemination. But conjugally. You like that word? Conjugally. Here's another one. Intimately. That's getting deeper. You all so quiet. You all just went quiet. <laughs> I mean, the quiet was stamped on your face. <laughs> They're going to get together, praise the Lord. Physically, intimately, conjugally, at 100 years old. Wow. You know what Sarah did? <laughs> My wound is all over, it's finished. <laughs> 
and his son, and here's Abraham, and you know he fit it because he's a hundred years. But faith requires impossible. Faith requires impossible. If it's possible, you don't need faith for that. But to bring the impossible into possible, the invisible into visible, requires something supernatural. Not just natural, but supernatural. If you're going to live the life of faith and believe, get ready to move into the supernatural. Yeah, you're going to have a son, and his name's going to be called Isaac. Now, I know the story. I know, what's, I know what happened. I know what Sarah did. I know that. Because sometimes we don't want to trust God to produce our miracles. So we try to create them ourselves. You know what happened. God said you're going to have a child. I want to say something to somebody right now. You are getting ready to birth something out of you this year. Even the year called death. I believe there has to be some dying. Dying to self. I believe there has to be some dying. Dying to your old patterns. Dying. Yes, dying to your disbelief. Dying to your unfaithfulness. Dying to... I believe there has to be some dying. Are you with me? But the dying is only so that I might live. I'm going through that process because God wants to bring something fresh, new, and impossible. He wants to show you that you're not just an ordinary person. You are a person of faith. And as a person of faith, you're supposed to be operating in the supernatural realm. So when your children act crazy, you don't get all crazy yourself. You stand back and you say, I know what God is doing. Tell somebody, I'm a, I'm a believer. And you know, when you start talking to people about being uh, a faith person and all like that, yeah, don't worry about all that stuff. That's, that's mind over matter. And all kinds of things people say. No, it's not mind over matter. It's belief in a God who said to me, if you can believe, all things are, are, are possible. That has emboldened me now to address the impossible. And I come to it with my faith. And I come to it with my implicit belief that if God said it, I know I'll see it. If God commanded it, I can endure it. <laughs>
if God requires that of me, then I'm going to have to change my whole outlook and manner about facing circumstances. I'm trying to help somebody right now. I don't care what circumstance you've got. I want to see the hands of people who are facing circumstances. I got circumstances. I got some stuff that that's that's so it's mind-boggling. It's 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 heart-rending. My God, it's just rocking my life. I'm I'm facing these things. I want you and I, who are faith people, to start praising God right now because God only let you go through that so that you can be a showcase of what he is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think hallelujah and that's the process that's the way that God you know gets us to see his procedure so then we've dealt with the procedural. Let's move on and let's look a little bit deeper into the providential. The providential. Now, 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 now watch this now. This, this, is, <laughs> this, 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 is, this is a struggle for a lot of people. Because providence is really dealing in the realm of the of four. In other words, a forehand, a forehand stated, a forehand ordained, a forehand seen. Are you, wait a minute. In other words, this is, this is going out of my present into my before. Before I was born, before I was created. Before I came to this place, everything concerning me was documented by God. Everything concerning you, documented by God knew you would be here this morning. God knew that you would survive to be here on 2023. In this brand new year, God knew you would be here. And you ought to give God some praise and thanks that he had that already predetermined, preordained. You didn't stumble into this. God brought us into this. I'm here because God brought me here. Regardless to what I'm facing, regardless to what I'm, my circumstance, I know I'm here because God brought me here. Don't come this far and miss it. We give God great difficulties by our behavior, our thoughts, and our sentiments. Some of our, our worst arguments with God have never been verbalized. We have it in our heart. We have it in our mind and spirit. But they have not been verbalized. Look in verses 21 and 22. I'm going to show you something. In verse 21 and 22. In fact, start at verse 20. It says, he staggered not at the promise of God. Through what? Unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving what? 
Glory to God. I said a few moments ago, start glorifying God for where he's brought you to. And I, and, 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 you know, no amens or nothing on that. But anyway, I, 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 I said, I said, I said that, you know, uh, that we can give God glory for whatever we're facing. So you don't have this and you don't have that and you don't have the other. And even though you wish you had this and you wish you had that and you wish you had the other. And why don't we just pause up now and let's act like fake people and begin to give glory to God. Because in the midst of it all, I know that sooner or later, sooner or later, sooner or later, it's going to come to pass. I feel to stay here a moment. The devil has gotten greater victory out of you because of your doubts and fears and apprehensions. The devil got, has gotten more glory out of you than God has received from you. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. And if there was a God, and if God really was like he said he would be, uh, Let's give God glory right now. Over your problems, over your situation. Now come on, come on. I mean, be assertive over this. Be assertive for this. Be, 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 be very, very, be very, very intentional about this. And just say, God, over everything, every situation, every circumstance, I'm giving you glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because when you do that, you feed your faith. When you do it, you feed your faith. Your faith becomes more emboldened and your conversation will change. He said, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Are you with me there? Giving glory to God and being, watch this, fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. See, when I'm in my little nook with all my stuff around me in my little office, sometimes I bump my knees. When, when truth hits me, I spin around in my chair. Boom! But I still give him glory in the midst of it. Thank you, God, for opening that up to me. Thank you. Say, wait a minute. All of this is written, but when the Holy Spirit takes what's written, and gives revelation to what's written and shows you the deeper things of what was written so that you begin to not only be exposed to what God said, but to get behind the thing and begin to see what God meant by what he said. And when you get in that realm, that's why the last book in the Bible is called the... We need revelation. Hmm? Can you imagine being let go from a job and saying, thank you? Now, I'm not dealing with any particular person's situation. I'm just saying, have you, have you ever been 
let go from a job and you turn to your employer and you say, thank you. What's that all about? Because I know that the only reason why you had to let me go is because God has some other things that he has waiting on me that if you don't hurry up and let me go, I will never be able to see those things. So I want to thank you, sir. I want to thank you, ma'am, for letting me go. Oh, boy, I ain't coming back next week. That man has lost his mind. I'm not coming back next week. But that's exactly what I'm saying, is that when things like that happen, we develop attitudes and spirits and self-incrimination and all kinds of things can go on in your head and in your mind and in your heart. But when you know that God's got this thing for me all hooked up and God's got this thing that he's going to bring to pass, then we cannot and should not stagger. We stand. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know. That's why we had to let you go because we thought you lost your mind anyhow. I don't care what they say. I believe God. He was fully persuaded that what he, what's it now, had promised God was also able to perform. Here's verse 22. And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. You got that? Okay, God said, oh, you did that? Righteousness. Oh, you took that stand? Yes, Lord. Righteousness. Somebody better receive this this morning. I'm telling you that if nobody else has anything to say about what has happened to you, God knows. And God said, everything they did against you, I'm for you. Every door they close, I'm opening Every way that they blocked, I'm opening up. Every, oh, so I wish I had somebody in here. Everything they took from you, I've already got this waiting for you. I don't care what you go through. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. God's got you. God's got you. God's got you. And it doesn't matter. So don't stagger. Because if you hang in there, God going to say, now that's righteousness. That's what living righteous is all about. Because I've already provided. It's providentially in place. Thank you, God. Watch this now. Don't come this far, gone through all you've been through, and miss it. I said, don't go through all you've been through. Come to this point in your life and miss it. Your best life is ahead of you, not behind you. I know you're old. I know you're aged. But don't let your age be your cage. Let it be your stage. Don't stop now. Don't stop believing. Stop wobbling. Stand fast. Stand firm. Because God's got your situation all in place for you. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, 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 in Hebrews eleven six, it says that when we come to God, we must first believe that He is Hebrews eleven six. We must first believe that He is. We must first believe that He is. When you can believe that God is, then you know that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You listening? You listening? I just want to get my little praising group together. They're hard to find sometimes. But I'm going to have my little praising group together who will join with Abraham and say, I'm fully persuaded that what he promised me, he is able to perform for me. So everything that goes on in the midst of it all, I'm going to exercise my faith because of what I believe. So I'm going to wait on the Lord. And I'm going to be of good courage. And I'm going to know that he's going to strengthen my heart. I'm going to say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. Not with my mouth pushed up, but I'm going to be of good courage. And I know he will strengthen my heart. So when people look at you and say, oh, so you lost your mind. So you don't know what they did. You don't know what they said. You don't know what you've been through. You don't know. You act like, no, you got to be real. You got to get real. Yeah, I am real. I am real. Because I know that God is able and that God is faithful and that God will impute it unto me for righteousness. And then let's move on finally to the provisional. Look at verse 23. Same Romans 4. Now, it was not written for his sake only that it was imputed to him. What God did for Abraham is what he wants to do for you. First of all, God wants you to get ready to do something that the world will consider impossible. That's one. Secondly, You have to believe God to the point that you do not stagger. And three, you and I have to believe that the provision is waiting. Everything that God promised to do for you and you and you and me is on layaway. It's done. It's there. It's on layaway. (laughs) 
but it will stay there until somebody comes to claim it. It's already done. It's on layaway. And since it is on layaway, I can't let you make me miss what I believe God is faithful to do. This whole story about Abraham and Sarah was not just written for them to be like a kind of biographical sketch of who they are. It's for us. Say it for us. It's for us. Say it's for us. Not only for them, but it was for us. See verse 24. But for us also. To whom it shall be imputed. It's for us. It's for us. We look, we know that they had the child. We know that God used Abraham to start a whole new, uh, uh, a whole new race, really. And then not only that, he basically became known as the father of the faithful. He still had his human experiences. He still had his struggles. He saw how Ishmael and how Isaac carried on. They, they, they know all about the situation. But wait a minute. Humanity does not eliminate my ability to exercise my faith. My humanity is what God created. Don't try to make me you and you me. Come on now. Recognize God knows you better than you, you know you. He knew you before you knew you. To the extent that God would trust us. This was done for us also. So we will know how to face our challenges. And to get ready, poise yourself, position yourself. So that you might be ready to do a supernatural thing. In fact, it never has ever been done before. Right now. The next great invention has not occurred yet here. The next great move of God has not yet occurred. Your best life is ahead of you. But the thing that blesses me is that my best life has been waiting on me. You all catching this? It's been waiting on me. So what I've got to do is to understand that what everything I've been through, going through, even right now, should not be permitted to prevent me from receiving what has been provided for me. And I can't let people or circumstances hinder me in receiving it. And you ought to have that determination. God will impute it unto you if you believe, see verse 24, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if, say if, yeah. we believe on him that raised up Jesus, <laughs> our Lord from the dead. Huh? You see? Are you ready? Are you ready? To let God use you in the realm of the impossible. First, 
Impossible to produce a child. Impossible to raise a dead person. See it? Two poles talking about what is impossible. We struggle with the possible, trying to make it possible. Man, God wants us to take our hands off and let him usher us into the realm of the impossible. So somebody walks in there, how in the world did you do that? Or how did you get this? Or how did you do that? Because that's not natural. God wants to use you and I in the supernatural. Are you with me? That's why in Mark's gospel, when when Jesus uh, was approached by a, a, a father to have his son to be delivered. He said he's destroying himself, he's hurting himself, and, and demons are uh, uh, possessing him to the point that I went to your, your, to, to your disciples and I said, would you deliver him? And they said, we can't do that. Jesus said, bring him to me. When you read in Mark's gospel, you see that Jesus appealed to their level of faith. So he says to the man, bring him to me. The father brings him, and when he's bringing him, he says, and uh, you believe I can do this? Because if you believe, then I'll do it. Watch this. Then, this is the interesting thing is that the man said, I believe, help thou my unbelief. That's why I ask you in the beginning of this message to declare publicly, I'm a believer. Can you talk back to me now? Are you a believer? I mean, are you a believer? Because if you're a believer, let's be honest. Because we have developed more a doubting lifestyle than we a believing lifestyle. So I like the way the man answered. He said, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. So my unbelief can become fully belief. Help me to move from here to there. Help me to grow. Help me to develop. Help me to become all that you want me to be. Because I know that what you have for me has been waiting a long time. 30 years, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, 70 years. Waiting on you. I wonder who will be willing to show up and say, if you did it through Abraham, if you did it, by raising Jesus from the dead, then I know you can do anything but fail. One of the things that the Lord impressed upon me very strongly is this, to get you engaged in celebrating not what has 
happened or what has not happened, but to begin to give God praise right now for what you know he is about to release because of your level of faith and your level of belief. Right now, not next week, right now. So when you get, when you go through your problem, don't call me, don't call me. Because I said I gave you an opportunity to give him some glory. I gave you an opportunity to give him praise. I gave him opportunity. I gave you that. Ah, 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 ah. So, so you got that opportunity right now. Over everything, over everything, over everything, over everything. You have to. I'm not worried. My future is better than my past. Doors are going to begin to open. Come on, don't stop praising. Doors are going to start opening. I feel prophetic right now. Doors are going to start opening that you thought would never open before. Come on, come on, come on. Before you heard the word, before you heard the word. And the door, well, the door, the door still looked locked to me. But I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Devil, I'll give you no ground. I'm a believer that just as sure as God raised Jesus from the dead, I know God is going to do what he said for me. You better praise him while you can. know that when Jesus got up he brought up more than they put down uh, can you work with that I said Lord what is that what is that when Jesus got up being raised by the father he didn't just get up Everybody, everything that was down came up. That's why the earth quaked. That's why darkness covered the whole affair. Because what God was doing was going into a realm where we don't go. Some of us don't even want to walk through a graveyard. When I was a boy and we used to leave town going up to Deep Bay, the guys that would want to go through the graveyard, we used to think they was crazy. Why you going through there? Just walk around it. But when you know what you know, that you know, you don't have to go around. You can go through it. Straight through it. So I'm here today because this is my day. This is the day when God promised even in the midst of an age that is supposed to be death, God's going to give me a new level of life. Yes, 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 yes. I, I like what Jack R. Taylor said. Listen to what he said. He said, faith is an act and an affirmation of that act that bids eternal truth 
by what we believe to make it fact. By what we believe to make it fact. Faith is not at war with facts. Facts celebrate faith. God, I want somebody. What I've gone through, I'm not hiding. I've been through something. But forget that when he was risen, who was risen, verse 25 it says, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. I am justified to preach this message this morning. I've spent my time in listening. I was in St. George's yesterday. And I thought that I went down to do one thing. I ended up in a spot where both that person and I had to agree, this is why I'm here. So I never did what I went down to do because God had ordered something else. This person starts talking to me about what God by his spirit was saying to me in my little nook. I don't even know the man that well. I just know him in the distance. But what he was saying was affirming. This is where you go. I don't know what other preachers do. I don't know what they do. I, I, know, I know about homiletics. I know about all that stuff. I know. I'm not as dumb as I look. I will tell you that at the end of the day, I don't want that. I want to know what is the Spirit saying unto the church? What is the Spirit saying unto God's people? Because that's what I stay there. I move it until I hear that voice. Oh boy. And when I hear it, I know it. And when he comes in, I feel him. I, he has a certain presence. And when his presence comes, it just goes from my head to my toe. I, just, I seem like I'm going to a different realm. And I'm, I'm grateful that in that realm, he speaks. And what I shared with you today is what I heard. And I don't know if you're going to receive it. It's up to you. But I tell you what, you'll be justified to make your moves. The devil has had his day. Now, I am going to reveal that God also has his day. <laughs> Miracles take place not because they are performed, but because they are believed. Miracles take place not because they are performed, but because they are believed. I only want the people to stand right now who are ready to move into the realm of picking up your stuff that was promised you that's on layaway. You're the only ones I want to see standing right now. You're the only ones I want to see standing. And then if there's anybody left, then I want you to rise because you're saying, God, I want now to function as a believer. So I'm asking you to cancel out my past. 
and help me to move to my future. You can stand right now, but I messed up, God. I've done this, I've done that. Don't worry, you're justified. Because Jesus has already risen. And in his rising, he justified you. So you have a right to stand. You have a right to say, I know I did. I haven't been what I'm supposed to be. I know that I have not functioned like I ought to function. But right now, I just want to get up on justification. I'm just going to hide behind Jesus and say, thank you for doing what you did. Because in doing it, you justified me. Give me the right to stand. You stand right where you are right now. Your words, your truth, and all. Listen, we thank you, Father, and we honor you. I believe in you, God. Listen, listen. Can you believe him? We have to we have to act out some things so wherever you gotta walk from, start walking right now. So it's my business. Don't ask me why you're going. Why are you going up there? What you doing? What you doing? No, I, I want you to I want you to walk out of your past into your future. I, I want you to walk out of your present situation into a new rank. I don't know where you gotta walk from, but walk. I want to live the faith life. Hidden inside my pain. Oh, I may have missed it. I may have missed it. It's been waiting for me for a long time. And God, I'm sorry that I didn't respond earlier to you. But I want to thank you for your word this morning because your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thank you, Jesus. I don't think you understood what I said. I said that everything you've been through has only been positioning you so that you might be able to reveal a miracle. I want God to use me. Wherever you got to walk from, start walking. Your effort, your effort will be an indication of your reception of the truth. I believe God, I believe God, I believe God. Don't wait. Too late. Don't wait. Until it's too late.
I believe God. Now, Father, first of all, we want to say thank you. Thank you for preserving us through everything that we have journeyed through. Thank you, God, for your patience, for your loving kindness, for your tender mercies. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us ears to hear and a heart to receive your word. Let it be imputed unto us for righteousness. Even now, God, as we stand in your presence, we acknowledge that your word is like a refreshing, that your word is transforming. You're dealing with our minds, our thoughts, our intentions, our intuitions. You're dealing now with our feelings, our emotions. Thank you, God. Thank you for letting us have ears to hear and a heart to receive. Now, God, take us. Take us from where we are to where you have ordained for us to be. I pray, God, that you will unload and unburden your people. Lift the weight off their shoulders and grant them, God, a sense of freshness, a sense of newness, a sense, of oh God, of renewal in their minds and hearts because you know where they've been. You know what they've been doing. You know their hearts. You know their minds. You know their situation. But you have been no less God to them. And we thank you for it. And so God, as we stand in your sanctuary, we have to say like David said, when I looked at the world, I was confused until I went into the sanctuary. Then understood I. Oh God, give clear understanding today. I don't know the miracles that you're going to bring about. I don't know all the wonders that you're going to show. I don't know everything. But one thing I do know that you're conditioning us to do the miraculous. And because you are going to do the miraculous through us, we want to give you glory right now. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for leading. Thank you for upholding. Thank you for embracing. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Back up, devil. Back up, emissaries. Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Back up, back up. Because here we come to do thy will, O Lord. Cleansing areas where we need a cleaning. Strengthening areas where we need to be strengthened. Open the eyes that were dim. Let them see clearer now. 
Let, oh God, families. Let families. Let families see the miracle working of God. Let those, God, that the enemy tricked and tried his best to destroy. But we just want to thank you that he didn't succeed. That we're still here. We are still here. We are still here. And for that, we give you glory. We give you praise. And we give you honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, so that every imp and emissary, every demon from hell, we want them to hear. I'm a believer. I believe God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no matter what you do, what you try, I believe God. And for everything that you're going to do, we say thank you in advance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Don't bother me. You don't know what I've been through. Hallelujah. 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 I see. I see. As a congregation, fit us. Fit us to dwell in the realm of impossibilities, showing that there are possibilities, and that Lord, you will use us to confirm it. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Now put your hands together. Give the Lord a mighty hand of faith.